everyone, it's Judy. Surprise, I'm back. Welcome to the all-new Ecosystem Podcast. I'm delighted to be the founder and host of this new podcast designed to help educate, connect, and equip you to do your very best engineering work. Today's guest is none other than Dr. Eric Bogatin. He's going to talk about 100-plus tips for PCB design to help avoid signal integrity problems. But before we jump into that conversation, I wanted to invite you to please subscribe. This is a brand new podcast. We're so excited to open up this community. You can do that by going to the doubleecosystem.com and we have resources for you there and you can sign up for our website and get some great technical resources that are absolutely free including the book Eric and I are going to talk about today. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Teledyne LaCroix for offering those resources to help us celebrate this week. Also, I want to say um, thank you so much to our media sponsor, Signal Integrity Journal. Um, You can go to signalintegrityjournal.com and get a free subscription to a wonderful magazine. And Eric Bogatin just happens to be the technical editor and has just started a new podcast. So I want to send you over there to get all those great resources. Everything is free. So I'll put the link in the show notes, but go get these resources and help us celebrate this great week. Thanks again for joining us. Now let's jump into our conversation with Dr. Eric Bogatin. Well, hi, Eric. So good to see you. Thank you so, so, so much for being my inaugural guest to the kickoff launch of the Ecosystem Podcast. So good to see you. Hey, it's great to see you. And congratulations on starting this new podcast. I think it's really exciting. And, and I am so honored to be your your first guest here. I'm looking forward Thank to, you. to listening in and all the other guests that you bring in. Thank you. I'm excited. This is a passion project. So I'm really excited to get to do this work. So Thank you again. Well, um, I thought we'd start off at an interesting place before because we've talked lots of times. And I thought, I bet you I know I want to know, inquiring minds want to know, um, how in the world did you ever get started going down the path of signal integrity when you had, you know, a doctorate in physics and this and that. And then of course you drifted into somehow PCB design and and then you became the Dean of Civil Integrity Academy. How did that happen? You know, it is a really good question because it's one of those cases where it was not by design. I literally fell into it and yeah. just took advantage of opportunities as they came up. And, and you know, you've said it before, I kind of followed my passion, what I was interested mm-hmm. in. And, you know, it's the uh, Japanese philosophy of Ikigao. I think we've talked about that. We that have. You want to find what is something that you have a talent for, what is something you really love doing, what can you make money at, and what can you do that adds to your karma bank, that returns some value to the world. And, uh, and I it was, you know, I, I just followed the opportunities to discover what did I really love and what was I good at and how could I make money and what was the value. And I, you know, like you said, I got my degrees in physics, in lasers, quantum optics, cosmology. Uh, and, you know, my mother even told me when I told her I got my PhD in cosmology and said, what, you look in the one ads and there's cosmologists wanted to apply here? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's not very many yeah. slots for that. And so yeah. my, my first job out of graduate school is at Bell Labs uh, in uh, New Jersey. And um, I joined a group of a bunch of chemists as the token physicist. And they were working on 
new interconnect technology in the laminates and printed circuit board and at at that time multi-chip modules and they were building these structures physical structures with different laminate materials and and conductors but they didn't understand they were chemists they didn't understand the electrical properties that were required Uh and that's really what got me started into signal integrity it was understanding what were the requirements on the materials for Mm -hmm. applications in high-speed interconnects and so i learned everything in the street uh and talking to the experts at bell labs on um uh interconnects and multi-chip modules and signals on on transmission lines and there was a a a fellow aj aj reynolds uh rental who was at um bell labs in whippany i think who was an expert on printed circuit boards he was like one of the fathers at bell labs on printed circuit board and i learned a lot from him and other you know experts there and um, and then that was my first introduction to the field. And then I joined Raychem Corporation and did a lot of things there. They were famous for taking special functions of materials for different applications. They invented heat shrink tubing, uh, poly switch mm. fuses, and um, I I joined a startup spinoff from Raychem that was building multi chip modules. And there. The, the, the problem was it was thin film technology, so really, really fine lines. It was, it was like a one mil wide lines, which right. 40 years ago was revolutionary. Uh, and, um, and again, same thing. We were trying to sell to engineers, and we need to explain to them why mm. this was great technology, and they worried about electrical properties. And so when I went around, I was doing technical marketing, and I went around to talk to these guys, and I realized – they didn't understand electrical properties of interconnects. And I had to learn it and explain it to them. And, you know, the golden rule when you're selling a technology push solution rather than a market pull right. is you have to first explain what their problem is and why what we've got is the solution to their problem. Right. And and so I developed a lot of material that talked about what your real problem is you're trying to solve. What are the electrical issues in your interconnects, why do you want things smaller, controlled impedance, uh, 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 good return paths? Why why is that important for you? And here is a solution that does all these things that I told you is really important. And that was how we were selling our multi-chip module technology. And I would go around to companies, you know, I worked with Cray, I worked with Cisco, uh, worked with, uh, at the time it was uh, DAC and and all big computer companies, HP. Right. And I would talk to their engineers and explain, hey, here's the problem you have, and here's our solution for it. And and so I developed, you know, kind of training material for that as a way of well, selling. Well, this our is how you became a teacher too. Well, I always wanted sort to. Of. And right. I a true confession, I actually applied for uh, teaching faculty teaching positions oh. thirty years ago, and I, I applied forty different universities zero response i got three responses all saying uh forget it not interested and and i asked them well how come and they said yeah i was 10 years in industry phd physics 10 years in industry right and they all said if you really want to get a teaching position you need to publish more physics you should go back and get a postdoc position spend a couple years and then you can get a faculty i said forget it and get it and look at how things have turned i ended up building a business based on teaching 
and made a lot more money than any faculty guy ever did doing the same thing they were doing. But I realized that, you know, this is part of that, that opportunity that in going around and talking to companies and explaining, oh, this is what signal integrity is. This is why you have to worry about these problems. Here's the solution for it. I was approached by um, a local EMC or uh, IEEE, maybe it was EMC Society chapter. And they said, boy, this is great stuff. How would you like to do a two-hour presentation for the IEEE local group to do a training? And I said, sure. And so we had 150 folks. There was in Santa Clara. 150 folks joined us for two hours. We did this. And I realized, wow, there's a real opportunity here to do these mm-hmm. trainings. And so my wife and I put together a company that was started as Bogotan Enterprises. And we realized this is an opportunity to provide training of stuff that engineers just haven't gotten. I never learned it in college. I've got a whole PhD. I never learned it. It's not taught in electrical engineering departments. And yet it's really, really important. Um, And so this was a niche opportunity that companies in industry were willing to pay to send their engineers to get this training. And we built our business up, did this for 20 some years, literally traveled around the world. We recorded them and um, and we put them all when when our company got acquired by LaCroix, we took all the courses that I did, recorded them and then posted them online. And that has become the Signal Integrity Academy. Um, and so all of those courses I used to do are all available for anybody to view. And I think so. Full disclosure, I'm professor at University of Colorado in Boulder. You know, my dream come true of what I've wanted to right. do all my life. Um, but I'm also a fellow with. Teledyne and LaCroix. I've continued the connection there. And Teledyne and LaCroix has made available to you a coupon code that you can give out to all of your listeners so they can get Indeed. a three-month free access to all the content on the Signal Integrity Academy. So I want to thank make sure you I get that for that lovely gift. Yes. Yeah, so so Teledyne and LaCroix is, is making that available for you. So, yes, for our listeners, a little shameless plug here, jumping in, and they've given us a promo code. You can go to theecosystem.com. I'll throw that in the show notes for you. And you can go to the Signal Integrity Academy, and you can use the promo code EECO22 for the ecosystem, and you can get 90 days for free. And I don't know, it's like a hundred bucks a month or something like that. It's, it's a nice savings yeah. and you, you can take in all that good, all the wisdom of Eric Bogatin. So, um, you know, it's completely free, hundred percent access, no credit card required. Um, and, and, um, so try it out for three months. You can probably go through most of the courses in the, in the three months. You can download everything from the website. It's just like uh, having a, a full subscription. So thank you for that celebratory launch week gift that you help facilitate. And so, and it really is neat to learn about your unlikely path because those of us that don't have advanced degrees, I always think like, how did I get here? And most people I talk to that are on the hardware, like the manufacturing assembly side that I came from, we're all... I say, none of us did this on purpose. Like, it's such a quirky thing. But Eric, I always thought, well, you guys did this perfectly. It was this linear path. And so it's funny to hear that, you know, there's this little bit of magic, you know. I didn't say I randomly walked into it, but I took advantage of opportunities. And I found, you know, I loved the content. It's all about Mm -hmm. applied masses equations. It's about how to think about 
you know, the electromagnetics of, of interconnects and boundary conditions. And it's real practical. And there's a lot of measurements and a lot of simulation mm-hmm. involved. And I love nothing more than, you know, building things and measuring them and simulating and, and seeing, oh my gosh, the measurement and simulation, they're right on top of each other. And that it right. all comes together. It's such a, for an engineer or scientist, it's such a satisfying feeling to know, I understand that system so well, I can predict it to the yeah. pen width of the measurement. Which is, it's like a... It, it's very satisfying. Solving problems, right? Yeah. It's like, I yeah. get it. You yeah. know, what I intended actually happened and that you can do that in a predictive way has to be really yeah. satisfying. Well, you and I sort of share that. Like, I've worked with design engineers for decades and just trying to help them say get boards built or, des- you know, I would see these like, oh my gosh, you're missing huge parts, right, of this. Uh-huh. Or as more EEs started designing boards, which was no one knew that was going to happen, they didn't know anything about. And so I could see, like you said, like, wait, there's an opportunity here, you know? Right. And then to yeah. find that like icky guy that you talked about where it's like, man, and, you know, I sort of, you know, funny circumstance started talking about those things like you need to know this and they're like this is great and i'm like really <laughs> so a uh, little less formal than you but good and story. it's important to pay attention to those opportunities yeah and and be flexible to adjust as you see times change mm-hmm. um, and you know it's interesting i i think so that was you know 45 years ago when i got started in all this i think things are changing because now this kind of information, signal integrity, power under EMI, now it's starting to be taught more at universities. And here at CU, one of the things that I've been working on with uh, my colleague, uh, Professor Pickett May, is putting together a whole master's program exactly in this field. Um, the, the folks at, uh, at uh, ROLA, uh, what is it, M- MUST, MIST, M- Missouri, Missouri Institute of Science and Technology, MST, they've been doing this for a long time, feeding mm-hmm. the industry with experienced mm-hmm. engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting this program. You know, I've been training on my own, t- teaching a classroom to here at CU, a whole master's in this field so that we will eventually be, be uh, populating the industry with more skilled engineers that kind of get Which started is so right great. from the beginning. And by the way, for our listeners, Eric has been sending me like his daily emails, like the, if, if you're looking for an interesting aspect to go into or this is it, right? If you want to develop further education. It's a, it's a hot job market too. It's a hot job market. Like, uh, you know, the primes are out looking to fill these positions and they can't find enough talent right now. Yeah. So did you say that master's program is going to be available online as well as in person? So we're, we're launching it uh, spring of 2023. Uh, in okay. fact, I, I'll send. If I haven't already, I'll send you the link to the website for the high-speed digital engineering okay. professional master's okay. program. There will okay. be one or two classes. We'll, we'll launch one class uh, that could be done remotely, so that you don't have to be on campus. Most of the classes okay. you have to be on campus for, but we'll have one launched in the spring that you could take remotely off off-site, and we hope to add uh, a total of three that could be done off-site, but most of them are really designed to be on-site. Okay, so let's jump right into yeah. your Appendix A, PCB Design Guidelines. Oh, it's you and your titles, Eric. <laughs> um, I have to look at my notes. To minimize signal integrity problems. Yeah. 
Um, so you wrote this a while ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what? Why did you write it? And then we're going to jump and talk about, you know, to our listeners, yeah. give them a couple of those tips and then send them over to get. Yeah, since obviously we can't cover all 100 right now, we'll. Right. But tell us a little bit about the book first of all, like yeah. again, what inspired well, so you to do it? When I started out, you know, teaching all these classes, um, I, I I've always loved writing. I've written a number of books on packaging technology and some other things in the past. And I was approached by Prentice Hall to um, uh, write a book on one of my classes. Mm. And, you know, the, the basic course I do, the introduction is Essential Principles of Signal Integrity. And and so I don't remember, it was maybe like 2002 or one or something like that, three or four. They asked me to write a book. And uh, and so I did. And that was the first one that I did with Apprentice Hall on Signal and Power Integrity Simplified. Uh, and, uh, and, and in that book, I added, I, so the book is really about, you know, the essential principles. It's, it's about right. you know, trans, transmission lines, about crosstalk, lossy lines, differential paradise, all that kind of stuff. And I offered, so one of the things I'm a big believer in is when you want to do an estimate ahead of time, you know, to, when you design something, you want to have an idea of how, what's it going to, how it's going to perform. There's right. three levels of tools to use to estimate. There's rules of thumb, there are analytical approximations and there are numerical simulation tools. And the the rules of thumb are incredibly powerful because that's how you gain intuition. It doesn't require a lot of mm, effort to get there. Mm-hmm. It's right. just really simple estimates so you can get an idea is is it you know one nanosecond or is it 20 nanoseconds kind of thing? Is it right. one nanohenry or is it tw- 50 nanohenries? And mm-hmm. and so throughout the book I introduce a lot of rules of thumb. And then I introduced, okay, how do we use that to establish design guidelines? And and as I went through each of the chapters, introducing this along the way, I said, you know, there are a lot of these really good ones scattered out of the book. I should just pull them together all in one place. And so I added two appendices. Actually, I think there are three appendices to the book. There is, um, oh, okay. I pulled together all of the rules of thumb. So I have appendix B was 100 rules of thumb and appendix A was 100 design guidelines. And okay. and after I joined Telen and LaCroix, we said, hey, you know, this appendix A, the 100 design guidelines, it's so popular. Everybody keeps asking me about it. We should just pull it out into a little booklet. And so it was Hillary Lustig's idea to take the Appendix A and put it in a little pocket guide. It literally is a pocket guide. And and so if you come to any of the uh, conferences where Telen and Lecrae is exhibiting, you can get one of the little pocket guides that fits literally in your oh, shirt pocket. They have a they have so they have a hard copy. It's not yeah, just in yeah. And we used oh, to give them out cool. at all the conferences. And so uh-huh. uh, what we now have is because we don't go to so many conferences anymore, we right. have the PDF copy of it, but it looks mm-hmm. just like what the pocket guide is. And, I and see. so we pulled this out and I edited it and, and updated it. But it's basically uh, the most common uh, design principles. Uh, design the design guideline for uh, solving or minimizing signal integrity, power integrity, EMI kind of problems, um, and uh, and so I pulled it out from each of the chapters as all all in one place, um, and we've got a whole bunch of these now. We've got this one. There's another one that is I I love lists, and so uh, we have yeah. uh, all engineers love lists. Uh, yeah, it's way. easy to keep track of things, and, right? and so there's another one. This my book of lists. I have ten. 10 different lists and that's another little 
pocket guide that's out there. Uh, we'll probably is that available more. on Signal Integrity Academy as well? That, or I don't think that one is. But again, okay. um, I, I think Hillary might make that available as a, um, a okay. teaser to well, download. So okay. bug, bug her about that, and she may okay, get you a, I will. a copy of that to give out to your readers and listeners. Okay. Again, Hillary Teledyne LaCroix, thank you so much for helping us celebrate and yeah. lending us Eric and this great book. And um, and to our listeners, uh, again, not only can you get the 90 days of Signal Integrity Academy, you can also download the Appendix A uh, PCB design guidelines to help you avoid signal integrity problems. So we're right. going to, that is also available at the ecosystem and that's the double ecosystem.com. You can go download it for free there. Plus we're going to have a newsletter and have neat people like Eric featured in there. So um, yeah, go over there and you can download that and get, get both those as part of our, I'm calling this the IMS pregame blitz week, right? So um, are you going to be at we'll IMS? Talk, I am. So I'm looking forward to seeing you okay. there. I know you said you were going to pop over. We'll I talk am. about that in a minute. Okay. I'm going to okay. ask you about that. Um, do you have, you know, one or two of those tips like that you can share with the audience so they could have something they could maybe like have a quick takeaway for today? Sure. So let's see. Okay. Um, so there are four sections about signal integrity, about crosstalk or signal quality, I think, crosstalk, PDN, and EMI. And so like one of them for um, uh, signal quality is, uh, and it relates to crosstalk as well, when you have single-ended signals and they're transitioning from mm -hmm. one layer to another layer, the re you have okay. to pay as much attention to the return current as the signal. And we often design mm -hmm. the board with uh, beautiful, wonderful signal vias that transition the signal mm -hmm. from the top layer to the or some other layer, mm -hmm. but you have to also worry about the return current. And so one of the rules is, or design guidelines is, when you transition from uh, one signal layer to another signal layer and you have a signal via, mm -hmm. always try yep. to add an adjacent return via. And, uh, oh. and that way you provide a low impedance path for the return current and it dramatically reduces signal-signal mm. uh, crosstalk through the, the planes. Um, Interesting. And so that, that says makes perfect sense. If you want to do that, though, you can't have you know a power and ground plane as the two references. You can't short them out with a via. And so that says, hey, always try to another design guys. Always try to use the same voltage return plane so that you can have a return via mm. connecting them. And that's the primary reason, so that you can have a return via, because that's always going to be the lowest impedance path between the the two planes where the return current has to flow. So that's an example. And you know, that's it, a good one. That it, and we got a hundred of these really good ones in here. So a lot, I of, know. A lot of good it's, ones. It, yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you this. What happens if you don't do that? You get more crosstalk. Um, if you, um, uh, in fact, one of the, let's see, where do I do that? Oh, you know what? I'm doing another webinar uh, June 14th with oh, uh, Teller okay. and LaCroix. And I, I, so in one of the classes I teach on print circuit board design, this is one of the principles that we teach in the class. It's also in my textbook that just came out on um, prototyping design. And we built a test board. It's a four-layer board. It's got signals on the top, signals on the bottom, two planes in the middle. And we drive a bunch of signals from the top to the bottom layer. We measure the crosstalk 
on one of those signal lines and we use two different board designs, one that has no return vias and then one that has a bunch of return vias. And you can see, you can measure dramatically the crosstalk difference between wow. these. It's, it's like in one case you have like 300, 400 millivolts of crosstalk. In the other case, you have 10 millivolts of crosstalk. Wow. It's like, you know, order of magnitude or more difference by adding the return vias. So that's very it can, cool. It can so have a very big we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but can you send me the information to your webinar? Sure, I'll send you the link okay. to, the, to the webinar. Okay, I'll and get that from you if, later. But if, I'm sure um, people now that you've teased it, now people yeah. want to. <laughs> uh, in fact, the whole webinar is about switching noise in general. What some of the sources are, how do you measure it, and how do you design it out? And it's you know this theme of brilliant of the design the building, the measuring, the analysis, it closes the loop and gives you that yep. real visceral sense of why you want to do these design features. And that's what we right. teach in our classes here. Um, that's what I think engineers love seeing. And and um, and that's what I try to do yeah. all of my webinars about these days. Well, that's kind of my point with choosing the name, the ecosystem, is trying to give that more um, holistic, holistic system-based yeah, yeah. approach because that's what's needed. And if you don't, you know, it's those unintended consequences that'll drive you nuts and they're expensive and they're timely, time consuming sucking. to have to fix. Yeah. <laughs> they're time consuming. And so um, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, you and I share that, that ideologically, although you do it obviously with much more technical depth than I could. Um, but it's okay because I just know you. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the right players. I do. I yeah. do. And I know, I know enough to know who the, who the good ones are and that they're talking about the right stuff. Who I'm sure we'll okay. be seeing on your podcasts in the future. I know. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, okay. Let's jump to, cause you have your hands in so much. It cracks me up, but you and I share, uh, some long time, friendships and relationships with our delightful media sponsor, which is Signal Integrity Journal, who's a supporter of the Ecosystem Podcast. So thank you again to Signal Integrity Journal. And Eric Bogatin just happens to be the technical editor because, you know, he's got so much time. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about Signal Integrity Journal, kind of what makes it unique, and then tell us about how you became the technical editor? Sure. So let me do the last one first. Cause, um, okay. Uh, so I've known Janine Love for years because she was involved in Design Con and got to know her. Right. Really delightful person, easy to work with, really sharp. Mm -hmm. And, and, and she is associated with, um, Horizon House publication. Right. And they do Microwave Journal. And Microwave yes. Journal is, they've, they've been over like 35 years and been addressing technical issues in the, microwave industry it's did you know that i used to guest blog for them did you really okay so, so you've been part of the family for a long time for a long long time and since like 2009 or 10 yeah they and they have a great reputation they, they have a lot of really great technical content as well as industry content they do and so um janine was having discussions with the publisher um at uh carl sheffers and yep. and uh, pat hindle the editor of of mm -hmm. micro journal and they were saying you know we should do one of these for signal integrity and it naturally you know they had the microwave journal why not signal integrity journal and so they started the discussion and because of i i knew janine from 
Design Con, she Shanine goes, I got somebody. Yeah, so I, I know someone. And so yeah. we all got together. We had a lot of discussions. It was such a great idea because uh, I, the whole idea originally was really built on three premises. One is, to you know, your word before, holistic, to take a holistic approach for signal integrity, power integrity, EMI. You know, traditionally mm-hmm. they've been so separate, but they have a lot of overlap. And so the theme for the Signal Integrity Journal, in fact, in the promo material for it, or the premier issue, we have those three Venn diagrams of Signal Integrity, Power Integrity, EMI, and we show it mm-hmm. where they intersect. And that's what we wanted the SI Journal to cover, is that holistic uh, uh, overview see. of all three areas, where they are separate, where they interact with each other, and when they overlap completely. And so that well, was... Well, you know... Yeah. Your, your dear friend and mine, Steve Sandler, said something really funny one time when I did a podcast with him. He's like, I don't think the electrons say, I'm a signal integrity. I'm a power integrity. No, I'm an yeah. EMI. He goes, they're electrons, right? And, you know, trying to like, they just all act differently. And so we classify them. And I'm like, that's funny. And, you know, that that's a really important point because the yeah. problems that we deal with, they don't define themselves by I'm a signal integrity problem. Or, right. We do that on the outside yes. in order to, you know, define yes. disciplines around them. Yes. But the problems are interdisciplinary. They're system yes. related generally. And that's what we go. wanted the SI Journal to focus on is the system mm. approach to solving these high high-speed digital engineering problems. Mm-hmm. So that was the first key element of it. The second was there is, and I mean this, well, I hesitate to say in the most loving way, but if you if you are familiar with a lot of the other magazines that have been out there and, and websites yes. and YouTube, there's a lot of crap out there. and A lot of crap. There, there is. And the frustration that I have as a reader and so many of my colleagues is, Oh my gosh, the titles sound great, but when you invest your time to go into the details, oh, it's a waste mm-hmm. of my time. And we said right at the beginning, we don't want our readers to waste their time in our content. Yeah. We want top shelf, high value yes. content. Mm-hmm. And so we started right at the beginning with an editorial advisory board and we said, we're going to we're going to curate the content so that guaranteed if you spend time to read the articles, view the webinars, go to the website, browse through it, you're going to get high value content out. It's not going to be a waste of your time. And so, well, what I, yeah. I'm sorry, Eric, what I love and appreciated so much about microwave journal and signal integrity journal, because I'm like you, it's like you see people actually reading or taking in bad content, put it in place yes. and it's expensive yeah. and painful and it hurts when you do it and you feel like an idiot and, and, Engineers are so dependent on good quality education and it doesn't identify itself, right? So it's like how to know and what I appreciate about those publications, if they, they've taken the time that they're peer reviewed. So more than one pair of eyes, because you know, you can all argue about this stuff, but there's enough consensus and it's peer reviewed that you know when you read it, it is curated carefully to be solution oriented, but then you know, okay, more than one set of eyeballs has been on this, right? And so I, again, I'm going to aim high as I put the ecosystem together to try to aspire to that model because I think bad ideas abound and it's just painful. Yeah. yeah. It's painful. And so that, I think that's really the value of editors 
as as curators that Absolutely. they you know and if you trust the judgment of your editor and their advisory board then you have yes. confidence in the quality of what you're going to be yes. spending your time in yes. so i think that's and that's why i have a great appreciation for really good editors um, Absolutely, it's a good point. It's a good and, point. Yeah. So that's uh, SI Journal. So it's that was a wild place to be. Yeah. So again, nice shout out to our our mutual friends at Signal Integrity Journal and Microwave Journal, and I will share um, links to those publications. It's free and it's quality. So, um, and fun fact. Eric Bokachin just started a podcast. So why don't you talk about that new fun venture? Okay. So I, I, I was on so many podcasts with you. I took notes of how you do your <laughs> podcast because I learned so much from, from your style of having a conversation. And, and that's yeah. what – so Janine approached me and said, hey, you know, we should do – everybody's doing – we should do a podcast. So um, we do – it's called the Signal Integrity Journal Fundamentals Podcast. Um, and it is literally – I just – you know, I call up a buddy of mine and we just have a conversation. I learned, you know, yeah. ask the same, I, I, I do the things you're doing because that's who I learned it from. Yeah. And I, you know, I ask about how they got started in this, what they're doing. And then we go off in tangents on technical things. And it's my chance to ask them questions. And it's not just, you know, I get a script and I'm asking questions. We're having not a conversation. Scripted. And right. I let people listen yeah. in on our conversation. Um, Everybody so likes to be a little voyeuristic and listening to yeah, other people's conversations. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And me, you know, guilty as charged. I listen to a lot of podcasts, either on YouTube or a podcast app, because it's organic and it's authentic. Yeah. And these little gems come out. Like there is some planning involved, but it's pretty loose. Like so. Anyways, I yeah. binged like on one day five of them. And some of the people I knew, like Al Nevs and yeah. Bert Simonovich and whatever, but obviously I did like five in a row. Like <laughs> I got sucked in. So anyways, for our listeners, I'll put the link there as well to go check into Eric's podcast and definitely go get the free subscription to Signal Integrity Journal. And if you're into RF microwave, millimeter wave, you can also hop over to Microwave Journal as well because it's really good quality content. Okay, what else do we? Oh, okay. Now we can jam about IMS. So okay. this week, as I said, is the uh, this is launch week for the ecosystem podcast, and I'm calling it the IMS pregame blitz. So we're having four straight days of people that have um, either going to IMS or speaking or a company. Um, I did uh, John Coonrod at Rogers last week, and I know you're going there. But I don't know what you're doing there, but I hope to see you there. And of course, you have all the relationships with Signal Integrity Journal or Horizon House folks that actually put that show on. Yeah. Um, so what's your agenda for next week? Uh, well, I'm not sure I have one yet, but I'm just going okay. there. I'm actually going as press. I'm going as technical editor for SI oh. Journal. Um, okay. I'm going to be interviewing, um, checking on some of the vendors and some of the new technologies that I find there. Uh, some of the new uh, instruments that are are listed there. Um, I'll probably go to a couple of the workshops, but I'm mm -hmm. you know microwave RF is not really my specialty, so I'm not right. an expert. But I'll look for what are some of the technologies that overlap with signal integrity and EMI and, mm -hmm. and uh, power integrity, um, and then I'm going to learn too. Um, so Janine is the um, event coordinator, I think, or event manager for the show, and mm -hmm. because it's in Denver, and you know we've got our our university here, um, a number of my students that 
um, are around over the summer are going to actually help oh, out good. at the show. They'll be around there. Oh, good. Um, so I'm going to learn and talk to folks, see all the, the vendors that have new stuff there. Yeah. Um, and I hope I will, I will run into you and Janine. Maybe we'll do dinner or get together while That'd we're be so fun. down there. Um, and if any of your listeners are there and they run into me, I'd love to uh, have them grab me and say hello. Okay. Again, if you're if if you're going to IMS, please you know connect with Eric and I on LinkedIn, or you know keep an eye out. We're both going to be there. I'm going to be there as sort of media too as I'm launching the ecosystem um, podcast. But another fun fact: um, in 2015, I was on the publicity committee for IMS, so I'm actually on the steering committee, and I'm on it again. So I'm actually the co-chair for the publicity. Wow. For next year in San Diego, and I got asked to do it like eight years ago, and I'm like, okay, whatever, put my name in the hat, and here we are. I Perfect just happen to be launching and moving back into that more, you know, high frequency, high um, complexity side of the business. So I've sort of been out of that community for a while. So for me, it's going to be a big reunion and and um, getting plugged back into that that side of my career. So It'll be a again, fun time I'll put for everybody there. It will be. And oh my gosh, Eric, it's like, I don't know what their turnout, but I've been to shows where 20,000 people show up. It's a massive show. Yeah. Um, and a great community. And people are so generous with, you know, sharing information. And they're a fun group. They're a really fun group. Brilliant. I feel so outstripped, but, you know, used to that. <laughs> you bring your um, own expertise. I do. I do. Thank you. Um. <clears throat> So, okay. So IMS, that'll be in the show notes and I can't wait to see you in person, which will be really fun. Um, I loosely talked to Pat Hindle at Signal Integrity Journal about uh, maybe in the future, maybe in San Diego, actually podcasting from there. So oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe next year. You get a little we'll be booth podcasting. and you do a live yeah. podcasts, yeah. live interviews. Yeah. And get some of those, you know, the keynotes, the they have a really great yeah. women in microwaves group there too that I really like. This run by uh, Sherry Hess, uh-huh. yeah. um, and so it's a great. They do a really great job, and I'm glad to see uh, Janine and then their former events, uh, Kristen, and um, they're going to be a dynamic team. So looking forward to that. All right. Um, okay. Lastly, we're running low on time, and I know you have to go. And you're in your lab right now on campus. Um, what other projects are you working on right now? You, you mentioned the webinar, which I'll add. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before well, I let the, you? Well, the big thing uh, that we've got going is our launch of our professional master's program in high-speed digital engineering. Um, oh, wow. This is going to be uh, – we're launching it um, – in the spring of 2023, it's going to be okay. a full two-year master's program that will allow specialty in, it's a, basically a master's in electrical engineering, but a specialty in high-speed digital engineering, signal integrity, power integrity, EMI. So That's it's amazing. Uh, 30 credits, which is a traditional master's. It's 10 classes taken mm -hmm. over a two-year period. Um, mm -hmm. We have um, uh, a number of faculty that will be teaching. I'll be teaching some. Uh, we have other faculty here that will teach them. Um, it'll be about signal theory, about S parameters, about using simulation tools, computational electromagnetics, about learning Maxwell's equations specifically for signal integrity. Uh, we'll have a 
a course on EMI and EMI control, um, and a course on uh, uh, printed circuit board design, both for introductory and a and an advanced version. So it's a full curriculum, and I'll send you the link uh, okay, for great. the the master's program. I think registration opens in July uh, for our spring oh, semester. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, and okay. Um, yeah, and again, we'll have. Uh, one course initially launched that can be done remotely. The others will be on site, and then two more remote courses uh, coming up over the next year or so. So that's the that's what's taken up a lot of my time. And of course, the classes that I teach here. I'm in my. You can see behind me here. This is our capstone lab, our senior uh, design lab that I teach now. Uh, and we're I'm working here this summer with a bunch of students. We're revising the the lab and the curriculum, and it's really a lot of fun. When I used to oversee that some of the educational programs at Altium, you know, I saw a lot of capstone projects, but I'd love to be yeah. in your capstone yeah. project because I'm sure you learn a lot They're where a lot, lot of, of seniors like I did yeah. such a simple, dumb thing in my capstone. And now I have to like drink from the fire hose now <laughs> that I have a job. So I'm sure you're like giving them some chops. Well, that's very exciting. Okay. One last grand finale announcement, and I might be getting ahead of my skis here a little bit, but to our audience, Eric and I are conspiring in the background um, to do a live class with Eric Bogotin a day and a half in Boulder. Hopefully by the time um, we publish this on the 14th, we'll have more details on that at the ecosystem.com. And that's because and we don't have enough things to do. So we, we don't. We don't. To do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. You know, so anyways, um, that should be really fun. And that would be Eric talking about transmission lines. He has two books on two books on transmission lines, right? Yeah. And so he's going to talk about transmission lines. It'll I'm calling it Eric. Help me with the name. I'm thinking the electronics masterclass series. What do you think? Okay. I think this one's going to help me transmission lines 101. As okay. Kind of the introduction to okay designing, right. characterizing, well, uh, measuring, building. Okay, we'll come up with a good title <laughs> together. We've yeah. done that before. So, but again, go to the ecosystem, the double ecosystem dot com, and hopefully, knock on wood, um, there'll be information for you to register there. If not, just keep coming back. So, again, Eric, thank you so much. It's, hey, always, it's always a delight to be with you. Always a lot of fun with you, Judy. Okay, well, again, to our listeners, thanks for joining us for our number season one, episode one of the Ecosystem Podcast. We hope to bring you a lot more great guests like Eric Bogatin. We thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out the show notes and subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss anybody like Eric. So thanks so much for being with us today. We'll see you next time. Until then, remember to always stay connected to the Ecosystem. Bye-bye. Oh,